Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. What's up, Hollow Cult? Happy back Wednesday. Again. We are back at it. Per usual. Hope everybody's having a good week. Uh, yeah, we're halfway there. It feels like we should be later in the week. Yeah. Like we talked about, it's because I didn't win the Mega Millions last night. But we're going to. I feel that. Win the Powerball tonight. Let's go. Yeah, it's got to happen. No more jobs ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just going to build my own town. <laughs> Good. Why not? I didn't say not to. I feel like I feel like a billion dollars would kind of get me there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So everybody make sure to like the live, like... Follow, subscribe to the YouTube page, turn on your notifications. You know the drill that I got to go through when we get on here. Uh, should be getting better internet soon. Shout out to Frontier Internet for sucking. And should have decent internet probably by next week. I don't Let's know. Let's go. We'll see. So that's good, right? That's good. Yeah, that's fantastic news. Moving up. There we go. That's perfect. I think there's a few ghost towns for sale in the mountains. Oh, and I'm, I bet they're not, they're probably not that expensive. That's what I'm saying. We could probably afford it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. And then we're out. Well, there's the phrase of the year. (laughs) Two better. Facts. Good to see everybody in the chat, all the familiar faces. Hope everybody's doing good. Everybody's living well. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, this past weekend, we went and we kicked it at Medicon. 
in Kansas City. It was a good time. Saw a bunch of familiar faces, some old friends, met some new friends. It was it was a dope time. It was cool. It was a dope time. Um, Kyle got to meet somebody pretty significant, so that was that was pretty cool. The good old Travis Walton, the one, the only. Uh, we got to watch him speak, which was pretty surreal. Uh, he it is, is weird because he's a legend in the, you know, community. And it was just surreal, surreal to be able to talk to him for a little bit, shake his hand. You know, it was it was cool. And he, I didn't speak with him very much, but he's very soft-spoken and reserved. And it's, I don't know, it's it's interesting. It is interesting. And I, I don't know. I have my particular feelings about it. I kind of feel like there's more that he lives through than he likes to portray. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Not saying it's necessarily a bad thing, but it didn't come across as a, like a super great thing either. It was interesting getting to hear parts of the encounter from his perspective as opposed to a Hollywood perspective. Hearing some of the differences and uh, some of the nuances that are different in what he experienced as opposed to what Liberty's uh, the movie took. It was, it was neat. It was neat. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I'm glad we got to uh, experience that. I know he's getting older, and it's getting uh, more and more difficult for him to make the rounds. So, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and then our friend Ed condescend to speaking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did uh, did a little meet and greet where it was just pretty much me and Kyle talking about four people six people yeah but it was cool it was cool it's cool we so met. For, those, for those of you that showed up thank you very much it was cool getting to hang out with all of you yeah we did meet some of the hollow cult uh some uh, old friends from the last time we went out to kansas city came through that was cool uh met about a half a dozen New Hollow Cult members that came out. A lot of good people. It was awesome. Met a bunch of our old friends there. Uh, Sandra, the handwriting analysis lady. Uh, she chalked it up a lot. I love talking to her. She's awesome. Yeah. We got to see Julie. Uh, and talk to also her. also awesome. Yeah. It was dope. It was dope. It was. Uh, Julie's Julie's a straight up gangster. I wish we got would have got to hang out with Ed in, in April and everybody a little bit more, but they had big business to take care of. So they were all over the place. Thank you, brother. We appreciate that a lot. 
they were. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement. It, it would have been cool to be able to spend a little bit more time with them, but like you said, they were. Holy moly, they were so busy. I couldn't imagine, you know, trying to maintain all of that. They do. They do have some interesting things in the work for the future. Uh, that's not my yard, so I'm not going to mow it. But keep an eye out for that. I'm uh, excited about the evolution of things that are going to come with that crew. So uh, just keep your ears open. Should be should be pretty dope. What else we got going on? What creepy stuff we got going on, Kyle? Well, I would like to dive into the Sean Ryan show. I did dive listen into that a little bit there. Listen to most of that after you'd brought it up. I was listening to it while I was at work. Did you get to finish it? Uh, I didn't make it all the way through. the end. No. No. The end is the end is pretty curious. I probably so made it for, an hour deep. For those of you who haven't listened to it um like i've stated a million times already sean ryan is i believe a seal and then xcia i know he's xcia for sure <clears throat> he started uh his own podcast and he started out interviewing other military people and their experiences and and he starts you know, from their childhood all the way up to everything they went through. And he, and he has a, a really awesome mission and message that he pushes out there. Uh, but here recently, I've noticed how he has taken a big ladder, like a, almost a different avenue in what he's doing. And he's branching out into our fields, which is awesome, right? Because like I said, I, I can remember watching Sean Ryan on YouTube a long time ago with just some two way stuff, you know, and me just kind of trying to learn things and et cetera, et cetera. And it's cool to have seen him evolve and, and get to where he's gotten to. But this, this one in particular, uh, I believe Michael Herrera, I believe that's the guy. He has a pretty interesting story. In regards to UFO disclosure. And he speaks on, you know, getting sent out there, finding this craft. And ironically enough, for those of you who listen to the confessionals, his story runs interestingly close to Charlie's story the Anakian technology one. So that's a side note in itself because they both kind of get inserted the same way. They have similar experiences to a degree. Uh, and I listen, I listen to the show and I, I initially love the story. I think it's a great story. It's fantastic. Right. Uh, there's some things that I'd like to talk about though. I'd like to get everybody's opinion on it because, and this is in no way, shape, or form, no way, shape, or form, am I even attempting to throw any shade at Sean at all? Because I do admire the guy. I admire just about everything about him. You got to ask he, questions. That's right. why we're here, right? And and I I would consider him damn near like an like an idol of mine. Like he just there's something about that guy 
that his vibe just kind of clicks with me in the way I perceive the world. So I just, I just, I have all, all respect for that man, period, the end. Um, couple weird things. And I, I, I need to go back and look at things a little bit closer. But Sean and whoever said that in the chat, you're right. Uh, Sean is killing the game. He, that dude is exploding. There are some red flags, though, because we all know, at least through most verbiage, there's really no such thing as ex-CIA. You're kind of almost always CIA. So take that for what it is. Uh, I'm curious as to when he started getting interested in disclosure. I don't really know the backstory on that. So then, and, and that does mean a lot, you know, because if it pairs in conjunction with all the other disclosure going on, it's sussy, but it's not because he could just be trying to capitalize on all the talk, right? Or he could just be a normal guy like us who has always had a fascination in the strange. It's just, he's never put it to the forefront, you know, cause his military career comes first. And it's fair to say that, I mean, imagine going and I don't know, maybe not, I don't know, but you, you, you on your application for the CIA, they, they look into your background and they are like, well, this guy's kind of a conspiracy theorist and he's into woo-woo aliens and stuff like that. Like maybe he's not the guy for the job, you know, cause we need, people with their heads screwed on straight. Yeah. Uh, but the one there's, man, it's, it's, I told Steve, I was like, it's either the best marketing tactic ever, or it's a really good way at seeding disinformation. And it's his tactic of Sean uses his professionally, uh, curated videos and he puts them in a folder and allows every content creator out there to download those. And he's, he says, he's like, use them by all means, use them, make money off of them. All I ask is that you tag the show. And on one hand, it's brilliant marketing. Absolutely brilliant because spread your message everywhere, everywhere out there and it incentivizes people to use that. However, if he were to be, this information it once again it it put it makes his message that much more undeniable because it just throws it everywhere out there but the guy michael i'm all about his story listening to it and we start tapering off to the end now keep in mind i'm not going to tell what me and Steve talked about this morning. I'm going to let Steve talk about that because he, he brought up some really good facts. But the thing that makes me, Oh, maybe Steve will talk about it. I don't know. <laughs> so the thing that makes it weird is you have this guy that fully believes that the government has his back. 
because they passed the whistleblower uh whistle whistleblower act a while I guess just recently. But he he goes on to state how he's like I, I'm so glad that I have the the, mil- the the United States government as like a fence to help keep me safe. And there's that part of me that's like, really? You're you're gonna put all your cards in that hat? And then it makes you and then he, he further goes on in the story to call out all of his his brothers in arms to come forward with the information that they have. You know, he says, Don't leave me hanging. And keep in mind if 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 this isn't if his story isn't honest and this is all some type of campaign, well what's that do? That that's beckoning everyone with legitimate information to come forward so it's more or less bring a trap on them. And then I guess I'll go ahead and drop the the couple hammers Steve brought forth. Be looking to this. Oh, there's Steve. Let's Welcome try back. Let's try this Welcome again. back. Welcome back. So I just got done telling him a little bit about my thoughts at the end of the podcast because Michael goes on to explain how safe he feels now that the government is at his back. They have his back now. They're protecting him. I did hear a little bit of that. Okay. So, and then I, I further threw out there how he also beckons all of his brothers in arms to come forward to get all the information out there. And I just kind of feel like, okay, I'm not trying to throw shade, but there, you always have to see the, the alternate to it. It could be more or less a trap because we've seen them encourage the whistleblower acts and then all of a sudden they're like well we don't like this we're gonna go ahead and take it away and they hurry up and remove it and pull the rug out from underneath people not to mention not that i 100 believe in the credibility of snowden but he's still in russia for a reason yeah i'm uh i'm kind of conflicted because i know People in Discord early last month saw me share just a little article. Uh, it was around June 6th, I believe, about a military person coming forward and talking about a UFO that they saw that was helping running, helping run weapons. And I got to listening to Herrera's story on Ryan and I'm like, man, this sounds familiar. This sounds super familiar. Well, sure enough, that interview from June was also Herrera. Everything is verbatim the same, except that he never mentioned the big elephant in the room about his story. And that's the human traffic, human trafficking aspect completely left out from the June interview. Now, this one, he goes full bore into it, which to me, if that giant piece of information is left out, 
that really does some damage to your credibility in my eyes. I agree wholeheartedly because making those accusations that you're making and the claims that you're making, you, you can't just go like, like you said, that's, that's playing to everybody's heart. That is obviously a insanely hot topic right now. And you, you switch out guns for bodies and it's, man, like I understand like you retell your story and you, you make some of the details a little wonky because that happens to everybody, you know, whether it's misremembering or you get a little carried away or what, whatever, we can look past some minor details, but this is a big section of the story. Not to mention Ryan has been covering a lot of human trafficking stuff lately. And then you have the sound of freedom that's being pushed everywhere currently. And then we've had what for the past almost eight years now, lots of talk about that subject, about human trafficking and, and those, those things. Yep. And just listening to her talk on Sean's show, like he comes forward and he's so passionate about the human trafficking aspect of this and how he wants to see it stopped. Well, then why didn't you mention it a month ago? Right. Why was that just left out? You know, like, like you're not going to tell me you were behind an NDA that you can completely talk about weapon trafficking UFOs, but you couldn't talk about human trafficking UFOs. Right. Eh. It's almost like he put out the weapon, the weapon trafficking story and nobody, it didn't latch on to anybody. Nobody was interested in it. Spice it up a little bit. And here we go. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, man. It's all really convenient. And the dude, uh, really Herrera, good timing. Herrera's a millionaire. You know, he's on there. He's like, I don't have anything to gain from this. I'm not going to get famous, bro. You don't need to. Yeah, I didn't know that about him either, that he was a millionaire. Yeah. And he started his own private security company. So private security company could do a whole lot of things with some uh, underground black market tech. And now he's all like, because he kept pushing that legislation that I talked about on my solo about how the government's cracking down on any of these private sectors that have this uh, tech and information. He's like, yeah, go get them. Just don't, don't look at me. You know, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I agree. Nothing, nothing can be what, nothing can be the truth. Yeah. And then Sean and Sean and himself is, is an enigma, you know, like, I, I don't know the, the vibe I catch from that dude is positive. I love his, his mission and, and everything he's trying to do. Uh, like I said, the, the current interest in the UFO stuff, it's awesome. It's cool to see someone you, you enjoy and kind of look up to like start to walk your path and take interest in your path. But there's always that question that you have to present to yourself is like, well, he is CIA. He is gaining lots of ground really fast. You know, the, I don't want him to be an asset, but he might still be an asset. And then the other curious thing, and not this is a negative, a negative thing. It could prove otherwise. 
you know, this could be a counter to him maybe being an asset is that he just found God too. Uh, Ryan did. Yes. And so that in itself might actually empower him in a way to not really be an asset anymore. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like he found his, his protection. He found the thing that's going to embolden him to make a stand against the establishment because now he's good with God. Now he's like, all right, I'm protected. Uh, I'm going, you know, my afterlife is secure. And now I'm just going to go full clip. It's just, man, I don't know. There's so many, there's so many red flags about all of this. I know they got their big indictment this coming week where everybody's going to testify and all this stuff. But I just, the government has bent over backwards to keep all this information from us. And then all of a sudden they're going to pass this bill where any whistleblowers like protected by them. It's weird, dude. It's weird. Shit don't add up. Yeah, it's 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 all weird. Like the timing of it's weird. And like I said, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I hope. I hope Sean is just who he presents himself to be because that's the that's the type of man he seems to be. And I saw, you know, Don of America, you say you've been watching Sean for a long minute too. Like he just seems like a no sense, no nonsense type of dude. Like he just, he, here are the facts. It is what it is. I don't give a shit what you think about it. It just is what it is. So I don't know. I just thought it was interesting because like I said, he's been taking a mass interest in the UFO world of late. Like he's had Stephen Greer on and now he's having all these whistleblowers come out. I listened to one today on there about this guy going into an underground, they called it range 19. And there was like floating monoliths in there and shit like underground. And like they had these devices strapped to a a big ass monolith and a a huge boulder. And it was able to levitate these things off the ground and you could easily move it around. And it it sounds like they were figuring out and using vibration technology is what it sounded like to me. That's so strange. I don't know, man. I see Eric from Uncomfortable in here. What's up, brother? What's up? My question is, if the government's pushing all this disclosure, what, like, why? Why now? What's the end game? That's a million-dollar question. Because if all these people, if all these private companies have this tech and they're profiting from it and keeping it secret, why in the hell would they come out with it? Yeah. Well, then there was then there was the nutty ass video you sent me of the of the dude on Twitter talking about them going oh, after everybody. Yeah, that He's was crazy. Smashed on Twitter. I don't know if I shared that in the Discord or not, but like bad. A, yeah, everybody's saying he's a big uh, psyop trying to drive the narrative in a different direction. Dude, the U of these little it's a shit it's not, it's not even the ufo community it's every community everybody loves to just eat their own and it is so crazy to me how all of them do this they just consume 
everybody in those fields. Yeah, it's, I don't know. All they do is they keep the, the water mudded down so much that if the truth ever came out, we would never know. No. They don't even, I don't know. It's, it's, it's pathetic. At the end of the day, it's pathetic. They just, they like to eat their own and it's dumb. Like, and we, we as the public are the only ones that suffer because we know no more than we did 50 years ago. Right. Right. I mean, the way it's going, it sounds, it feels like something big's coming. Whether it does, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and they say that about every year. Something big's going to happen. Something big's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, if this isn't the truth. Yeah. I just... I don't understand why... Or, like, what? what is the end game? What... What is the end game if disclosure comes out? Why why are they pushing it? Why are they they like essentially letting these people talk or scripting these people to talk for that matter? Yeah. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised by any of it. You know, I I know a lot of people are doubling down on Bluebeam. You know, just like Bill stated right here. It just it just makes I just me don't mean. know. I don't know with the drone technology that's out there, and that's what we know about. Are they just are like why? Like is is contact imminent? Will it happen? You know, is something worse going to happen? And this is all just is there a continent sized asteroid rolling toward us, and they're just doing all this shit to keep our keep our minds out of the skies? I would be pissed. I would be pissed. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I do remember Y2K. I had all but forgotten about that. Yeah. 2012, too. The world was going to end in 2012, which it probably, I mean, maybe it did. Maybe it did. I don't know, dude. When they started up a new, or that large Hadron, maybe that did it. I don't know. Like I said, I just figured I'd bring up the the thoughts I had on that episode in regards to Michael Herrera and his story. Um, I hope I hope none of it is false. Uh, but like Steve said, I mean that's it's probably the golden point of all of it. The fact that he changed his story a couple times is not cool. That's not something you should be doing especially on a national stage like that, you know damn good and well we're not the only ones that caught that. I posted the original June 6th interview. It, grant, that, granted, that wasn't with Sean Ryan. Uh, I posted that in the Discord. If anybody wants to read through it, the link's in there. Um, and it's it's verbatim what the show is, minus the humans being smuggled. It's weird, man. And I'm sure you could come up with excuses for that detail. But like Steve said, I think it's the golden point of that episode. It's just, it's, it's always fishy when you go changing your story. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what, what the end game is for all this, because they've kept it under wraps for this long. 
who's like, it's not out of the realm for them to keep it under wraps another 50 years. Why all of a sudden now they are, are not only pushing it, but almost like protecting people who are coming forward with it. Appreciate you, brother. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's all confusing and smoke and mirrors. And like I said, I stay out of a lot of the the media cycles anymore uh, just because I have a lack of sources for the most part. And I've even been staying off my phone a lot more, you know, outside of like researching shows and what have you. Yeah. Just been kind of living a day at a time and not trying to consume as much dog shit that's out there. Yeah, because it's, I mean, you don't even know anymore what's real and what's not, honestly. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I'm kind of with some of the other people. It's getting to the point now where the 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 alien UFO stuff is getting so recycled and so blown up. I'm almost in the camp of like, all right, I'm going to start focusing my attention in a different direction. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They, they do a whole lot of this, but nobody ever says anything. Right. Which is just, I don't know. I don't know. If something big is coming, I hope it fucking gets here already. <laughs> because I'm sick of listening to people talk about it. It's probably all just smoke and mirrors, as always. I'm sure that's what it is. Yeah, but like, but like on the last episode, like it was kind of cool getting into those nittier, the, the or the grittier Bigfoot stories. You know, the shit that I I love hearing shit that I haven't heard before. Yeah, it does, man. I don't know. I don't know what to think of it all. The amount of money and time they put, like I said, the amount of money and time they put into suppressing it. And now all of a sudden they're going to protect all these people. Like, well, don't jive. The gut says one of two things, man. It's smoke and mirrors for something else. Or there's an event coming that's so big that it's undeniable. There's no getting around it. It's unavoidable. That's the word. Unavoidable. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know either. Huh. Heard hey, that, brother. John. <laughs> Heard that. No more storm work. I look sad or something heavy is on my mind. Uh, that's just my regular face. So <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the concern. My allergies have been all fucked up lately. A lot of people has been. So I got that going for me. Whoops. And then we have all the new uh, bad air quality alerts. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting in itself. I then did. you have good old Kamala coming out and saying, uh, after we depopulate, we can fix climate change. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him, Klaus Schwab slip out the, the NWO word again. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. 
Surprise, just, surprise. At this point, at this point, disclosure to me would be um, part of me would thank be you, like, brother, thank you. Part of me would be like them landing on the White House lawn, but even now that that doesn't cut it for me. Like they'd have to land on my lawn. Do it during the day. I mean, be careful not what be you fucking, wish for. Not be fucking creepy about it. First <laughs> off, and just be cool. Just to be. Nah, they're they're gonna show up when it's convenient for them, and that's in the middle of the night. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, they're they're probably not gonna be subtle about it. They're gonna be extra creepy. Hey, Hollow Colt, the weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season, and the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tacovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized and with regular live music and events there's no in-store experience like it so just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin hollow sky branded boots how awesome would that be nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots if you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. That's not the way, that's not the way we hang out here and be friends. It does. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't feel like we... I don't know. I don't know where I stand. I feel like we spent all this time being like, tell us the truth, government. Tell us the truth, government. And they're like, okay, here you go. And now I'm like, that's sus as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And that's unfortunately for good reason. It's also unfortunately how people in in this that's facts. I I hope they talk like Macho Man. That would be even better. Just no that, volume control, just coke binged out of their minds. 
I love it. Just lay an elbow drops off the top of the mothership. Absolutely love it. <laughs> that would make me extremely happy. <laughs> Every other word was brother, just kind of like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yes. That'd be awesome. I'd be so stoked. I did, not to, not to totally switch gears here, but stay in the UFO room. I've been looking through a lot of uh, John Keel's stuff. Anybody that's familiar with him knows that he's in in this camp that like all of the phenomena is uh, either a singular entity or it's very closely linked with one another. But I saw a quote from one of his books that made me think, made me kind of hit close to home about some of the things we've talked about, some of the cases we've looked into, and I just wanted to read it. Uh, so the UFO phenomenon is frank, frequently reflective. The observed manifestations seem to be deliberately tailored to the individual's beliefs and mental attitude attitudes of the witness. Both the objects and their occupants appear to be able to adopt a multitude of forms, and the contactees are usually given information that confirms their own beliefs. The witnesses are not the perpetrator of a hoax, rather the victims. Interesting. Yeah. Yes, it is. And that was from Keel. So Keel passed away a while ago. So he was kind of in that train a few years back. At this point, I don't even know where I'm at with just about anything. It's, uh, I don't know. To think that advanced beings cannot or would not manipulate our emotions is very naive in my honest opinion. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah. But then you, then you have to break into psyche a little bit and to what end, you know, why go that far to manipulate us? Obviously it's for something. Even if it's for their own enjoyment, it's still for something. Yep. Probably control. Most likely. But push that further, control why? Why do they why do they stay interested in us? Why do they want to keep their creepy little alien fingers in all of our lives? I don't know. Probably our souls, consciousness. Something to that degree. Yeah. That's true. It was easier to control an emotional person. Oh, yeah, that's factual. That is factual. Trying to think if there's anything else uh, weird come about. I did see a couple uh, new pieces of Bigfoot evidence come up. On TikTok. Appreciate you chasing CMB. Appreciate you. Um, there was one. It's a trail video camera and something steps into the this little pathway and then just steps right back out. It's there wasn't a whole lot of information. You don't have any real uh, size context. But then I saw another one of a trail cam that snap pictures and it was like a perfect half of a face 
Appreciate you as well. They said, uh, if it is a fake, it is a pretty big, pretty significant one. If I find it again, I'll share it on social medias. That reminds me, I had, I don't know if it's real or not. I need to try to like, uh, when I get them awesome videos sent to me on Instagram, I need to remember to like screen record them. That way I can present them on here with everybody. Man, and it's probably fake because all the cool shit is fake. <laughs> but it That's is the, the day. creepiest fucking video. It's this dude recording the woods. And he goes, is that a cow? What is that? And then he's just recording, recording, recording. And you just see this creepy ass rake-like creature like speed crawling towards like it just it like turns the corner in the woods and just starts speed crawling towards him and he turns and he takes off running it is terrifying looking and i'm like <laughs> i just put myself in those shoes and i'm like what in the fuck i would freak out oh, yeah. if i had something like that crawling towards me and it was probably if it wasn't midday it was probably like evening time how you really, conf- really creepy. How are you going to confuse a lanky, skinny humanoid creature with a cow? <laughs> I don't know, dude, but it was creepy. No matter what, it was creepy. Appreciate you. Appreciate you much. Uh, I saw John said he might have a haunted spot to investigate. I'm good. Getting- I'm down. You name it. Oh, for anybody, everybody listened to Monday's episode, right? I want to touch on this too. I know we're just yakking, yakking out here. Uh, but to kind of give you an idea of what I was talking about. So there's the Ouija boards on the yeah. wall. And yeah. my door entryway is like right here, kind of on the opposite end of this bookshelf. And I 100% thought Sarah walked through this door. So I turned to look at it, look at her, and there was no Sarah. And that's when I saw the thing dissipate and it was headed right for those fellas right there. But yeah, that was pretty weird, pretty weird day. So there's been no more shenanigans? Mm -mm. No. No. Interesting. Interesting. It was uh it was pretty caught me off guard. Maybe it was just answering your question if they were real or not. Uh well, did you see this? What? Fortian Airwaves, the Ohio Northern Campus y'all are going to is haunted. Work security there. Creepy. Good, let's let's go. go. We have to do shadow we... people are about to get power bombed. Oops. Um, oh, I wondered what you thought about your screen being like a mirror and having the board in the same room with it. And do you have any mirrors in the room? I do not have any mirrors in the room. And I thought about my screen just being like a, like a, essentially a black mirror, <clears throat> but 
I've never used the boards. So there's never been like any kind of uh, initial contact or opening or channeling or anything with the boards. I've just hung them up there as decoration. So um pretty sure that you have to have some sort of intent to kind of open that channel. Pretty you almost sure. have to let it. Uh, actually, I was talking to Ed about it. And uh, he made the point is essentially you have to <clears throat> let your body be the vessel and let them move the planchette through you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Which I never thought about before, but it's pretty creepy. Well, something decided to pay you a visit and answer your your question for you, in my opinion. Yeah, it was weird. The timing. Oh, I can <laughs> see the look on your face. It the timing and everything was definitely strange. Yeah, Dylan makes a good point. He makes a good point. There are a lot of those in there as well. Yeah, but those have never given me any grief before, so. Maybe they were just saying, uh, let's talk. Hell yeah. You guys are wiling out with the chat donations today. Appreciate you all. It's definitely appreciated. I see yeah. Twiz in here. Light is I first. remember that. I've got a whole book of paranormal games in here. Like games you're not supposed to play. It, uh, is that one I, of them? Probably. Good. Pretty sure I tried that one when I was younger. It's amazing how many dumb games like that you'll play when you're little. Yeah. It makes you wonder. It makes you wonder how many of those really are a connection. I've heard of the elevator game and it does sound creepy. Yeah, I think that's in the book too. I think that is in the book too. If it's if it's legitimate, then yeah, it's terrifying. But you know, you never know. And then there's the other side to all of it. If the elevator game is real, which I'm going to say that's most likely not. But if it is real, how do people find out about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like it's an ancient ritual. Pretty sure they didn't have elevators back in the day. To the degree that we have them, per se. I wonder if somebody created it. I'm sure. You know, not like, like, as a joke, but created it as something nefarious. Okay. And I can, I can fuck with that. 
You know what I mean? I don't want to say curse or anything like that, but something similar. I can fuck with that. Thanks, Darth. We appreciate you. That's a that's a boss name too. Every time it pops up in the chat, it, it cracks me up. Oh, it always makes me think of Garth. That's another tattoo. We get Bigfoot Bong Ripper, and then if we can get a Darth Squatcher, like I don't know, Bigfoot with a Darth Vader helmet or Darth Vader with a Bigfoot helmet. Money, or we could have Garth Squatcher, and we can get Bigfoot with Garth Algar's head, or Bigfoot with Garth Brooks's head. Yeah. Just needs it just needs to happen. Somebody out there will get it. Yeah, it's gonna be sick too. <laughs> Darth Squatcher doing. Bong rips. Well, what do you think? You want to open the lines? Yeah, hopefully my internet hangs out. Can, uh, get some callers in here. I want to bring us some bong weird rips. shit. Oh, there will be new shirts posted up soon. Oh yeah, I got stickers yeah, on yeah, the way yeah. too. Some refreshing, refresh stickers. So your Hollow Sky versus Everybody shirt should be up soon. Yep. All I gotta do is iron it out. And they'll be good to go. I'll let everybody know as soon as they're up there, though. Hopefully, hopefully tomorrow night I can get it ironed out. Got our first call. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome to the night shift. Yo. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome to the night shift call. Yo. Let's go. Let's go. What's up, brothers? What's going on? Welcome to the night shift call. Yo. Let's go. Let's go. What's there, brothers? What's going on? It's Eric from Uncomfortable. Yo. What's there, brothers? What is going happening? It's Eric from Uncomfortable. Yo. Bro, I thought this was my internet. But <laughs> what in the hell is going on? I don't know. I cannot control the power know. that's in this phone right now. Holy I have no idea what's going on here. I don't either. I have no idea what's happening right now. I have no idea what's going on here. I don't either. Wow. What just happened? Is it gone? Yeah. What? I'm not hearing it now. No, me neither. Yeah. What? I'm not hearing it now. Oh, here's it's back. It's back. Yeah. What? I'm not hearing it now. Oh, here's it's back. It's back. Yeah. What is happening? I'm not hearing it now. Oh, here's it's back. All right, I just hung up. Because I don't, I don't know what what's happening. 
All of my settings are completely the same. That was... There's literally nothing that is different. That was awesome. (laughs) Remix. Yeah, that was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Message of the night. Not very uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Telling you the holophone can handle all of the... uh, yeah, I don't know if that was up. I don't know. Paranormal metaphysical power that was in that phone call. I don't know if that that's what was happening right there. If there was a feedback, feedback loop created by everybody hearing the, like, the live through the phone. And I don't know. That was awesome. It was definitely bizarre. <laughs> we just fell down an event horizon. That's what it felt like. <laughs> that is what it felt like. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Definitely weird. Definitely awesome. <laughs> it made my ears bleed. <laughs> <laughs> At first I'm like, man, whatever the hell is in my recording room has just hijacked all the signals right. in here. Here we go again. Let's try this. Welcome Round to the night two. shift. Okay, let's try this again. Yo. So far, so good? I think we're in. So far, so good. Okay, sounds better. What the hell? (laughs) That was like like an infinite loop. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, man, it says the phone call was hooking up alternate. Anything like that. (laughs) Hooking up alternate reality, Steve's and Kyle over and over again. (laughs) Holy fuck. That was awesome. God. Oh, what's up, brothers? Not much. How you doing? How's it going? Doing well. Doing well. <laughs> no, I don't know what the hell all that was about, man. That was bizarre. That really was. It was big weird. energy. Uh, big energy on this call. A lot of big, big D energy. <laughs> uh, just called to say, uh, man, you guys are killing it. You're just knocking it out of the park with this shit. You got you got people hanging out. They're throwing money at you, and you guys are doing a great job, man. I appreciate you. Thrilled, thrilled to death to be associated with you. I thought we'd uh, touch on the 40 and A airwaves real quick, and for sure, just looking exci- looking forward to it. Super excited about it. Um, you know, I we really haven't made an announcement yet here. Uh, as far as who an MC would be for this event. And, uh, I think, I think, you know, I mean, you know, we kind of talked about it and we've talked about some other, uh, with some of the other shows and I don't know, I mean, maybe now would be a good time for you to let everybody know who we decided to have as our MC. Oh, I'm good with it. If everybody else is good with it. I, you know, I mean, this was my idea. This was my brainchild. So uh, <laughs> I guess I can uh, I can hand the reins over to you. I say uh, I say throw it out there to people. Let them know who's gonna be introducing us on that October weekend. Heck yeah! So with that being said, I am happy and proud to announce that our friend, the one JJ Rose, will be the MC for Forty and Airwaves. It is going to Hell be yeah. an excellent time. So yes, it will. 
if you haven't got your tickets, be sure to do that. I see some people in the Discord still picking them up. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. I'm excited. I'm also excited. I think it's gonna be a really good time. Is everything well, going know, going good on that front, Eric? Yeah, I mean, uh, we don't seem to be having any problems whatsoever. Um, you know, ticket sales are a little slow, but having done Bigfoot and Brews last year um, with the anticipation that people are much like me and they're not, um, I expected that the sooner I could get tickets out and have people give them like eight to nine months to buy the tickets ahead of time, that that's what they would do. And they don't, you know, they, they typically wait till it's much closer to the date of the event. And, uh, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about at all about the, uh, the tickets. The only thing that I'm worried about is this overwhelming sense that something big is looming on the horizon. And I think something that's going to happen, uh, sometime, <laughs> sometime between now and 40 and airwaves. So, um, I'm, I'm hoping like hell it doesn't uh, interfere with our, our plans. If it is going to happen by October, hopefully it's like in the second or third week of October, maybe it'll happen for Halloween, you know, make the most memorable Halloween anybody's ever had. So, well, kind of, kind of interesting that you say that I was just pulling it up. <laughs> if we're on well, the same, well, would... interesting that you say Sorry. that. Are we on the same page here, Kyle? You know we are. Okay, so you know we got the you know we got the old uh egress agent, right? Kind of grifting us, pulling our leg, yanking our chains. Right? Before yeah. we even before we even made the announcement or had the group podcast get together, you know, where we all got on and talked. We get an email from our egress agent. This Shut was, up. Keep in mind, this was June 28th before, before anything was announced. It said hypervigilance yeah. is necessary on or around 10-5-2024. What? Yep. Hypervigilance is necessary on or around October 5th, 2024. So next year. Oh, it is next year. I wonder if that was a typo. One would think. Regardless, the dates the dates that line up was yeah. strange. I didn't realize it was 2024 until I just looked at that. Hmm. So maybe not. Maybe it's cool. Just forget about it. <laughs> just don't they, worry about it. They overshot it. Yeah. 40 in airwaves too. Now that one, we got to keep an eye on eager. <laughs> Damn. I was, I was all like, I'm like, man, something's, something's going to happen. Holy shit. <laughs> you had me, you had me. I was getting ready to drop one. <laughs> I, was, I was like, no, 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 no. Hell, I had myself on that one for a while. I was like, Kyle, that's the same weekend, bro. Yeah. I, I didn't even look at the date. I didn't even look at the email. Steve was telling me about it, and I'm like, ah, fuck them. It Leave it to it me to, to not be able to read good. That happens. We all mess no, up. But, man, you know, I mean, just uh, a shout out to all your people out there in the holocult. Um, 
you know, if, if you can, I know, I know everybody's dealing with their stuff and, you know, everything costs more than it has and what we're getting than what we're used to. And, um, but you know, I mean, this is, we try to make this a, a price point that is well within being affordable. And honestly, this is just, this is for us to get to hang out with you guys. That's what yep. it was designed for. There, we, there's no middlemen here. There's no, we don't have anybody that is promoting this. We are the promoters. We are the talent. We are the, uh, we're everything. I mean, you guys are coming to see and hang out and talk with us and we're getting to reciprocate and, and, you know, give back to, to our listeners. So the plan is if this works and it works well, that we're going to hop this around and move it to different areas so that we can reach other listeners. And I just think it's a, you know, we're going to try to keep that price point um, and, and keep doing the same thing. You know, you get Friday night with us uh, hanging out in a, in a relaxed atmosphere. You get the whole day Saturday getting to watch any of the six, uh, the podcasts and, and then Sunday morning, we're gonna we're gonna put together a, a pancake breakfast breakfast for you guys and coffee and shoot the crap with you before you guys hit the road and head back home. So, just seemed like a, a really cool way to give back and and to rub elbows with the people that have put us in the positions that we are. Absolutely, and there I don't think there's outside of like the true crime world. I don't think there's been an event where it's put on by podcasters for podcast listeners. It's right. it's specifically for our listeners. So I think that's, that's yep. a really cool thing. That is getting I think it'll be a good time. I think it's a good idea too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and that's what I'm talking about right there. If, if all else fails, it's pancakes. pancakes. I do like pancakes. That's right. <laughs> Who doesn't? Exactly. No, but you know what? We've had a we've had a really nice uh, exchange between you and you know the shows that are going to be involved. Um, we all have a, a a really good friendly camaraderie. We're all pushing for the same thing. We all want to see success for each other, and you know, those are the types of people that I want to be around with. And, you know, I can't think of spending a, spending a weekend with a, a better group of guys and, and the environment that we're going to uh, promote there is just going to be, it's going to be fantastic. I'm going to jump off here so I can give your listeners a, a chance to call in with the weird stuff. But I also want to make sure that you guys realize you are more than welcome at Bigfoot and Brews on September 9th. Awesome. The Wadjack, Michigan. Thank you. I hope you guys can make it. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, brothers. Take care. You as well. Keep kicking ass. Thank you. You do the See same. You, Eric. Stay uncomfortable, buddy. See ya. See ya, Holocult. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited just to be able to hang out with everybody. I think it'll be a good time, man. I think I think it'll be a good time. I think the the atmosphere is gonna be really cool. Uh, hopefully it all pans out 
and it does end up being a really good time. Yep. I'm I'm stoked for it. Even the we didn't have a whole bunch of people uh come to hang out with us at Metacon. Like like we said, it's a little out of our element. The metaphysical world's a lot different than like what what we put out, but we just yeah. like being in the environment. Everybody there's so kind. It's just it's just fun to be there. But the little bit that we did, there was like what probably between six and ten people came by to hang out with us just to to meet us and stuff. And the conversations we had there were so so genuine and so awesome. Like I think this is gonna be this is gonna be really cool for everybody. Agreed. So let's see if this person calls back. Yeah, um, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. All right, here we go. Welcome to the night shift. Yo. Hi, hi guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Just fine. What you got going on? Oh, nothing much. I'm just uh, sitting here making a show for tomorrow. I saw you guys were live. Tony. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I um, I got a, a weird show tomorrow. Well, not a weird show, but like a returning guest that uh, I got put out. And um, I, I don't know if you guys remember, I put out a show years ago, um, Secret Military Inaki Technology with a guy named Charlie. And... Uh, working on show art for uh, another episode with him tomorrow all right but that's dope. what's new in your what's new in your your lives not a whole lot just steady grinding as usual just Sticking like yourself it. i'm excited for that next the next chapter of of uh charlie there yeah it's gonna be fun it's Good. gonna be fun we, we revisited the story and kind of talked about it and uh more i don't know like i think about things differently these days so parts of his story uh like when he talks about the time slips and stuff like i have different perspectives than i did when i first talked to him so uh it was a good conversation hopefully people enjoy it but that's awesome man we got a speaking at the uh, smoky mountain bigfoot conference this weekend and that's gonna be interesting too because i've never spoken in front of 2,000 people before. I'm like, that's gonna be crazy. You'll be all right. Yeah, you got it. I was thinking, I was thinking, um, I was like, man, are the guys gonna come down and surprise me this weekend? I guess you're not, though. So (laughs) (laughs) that would ruin the surprise. (laughs) You'll just get a a one-off text from me and get mad about it, and then I'll secretly be there. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. I got you. Uh, I wanted. I, I, oh shoot! My wife just texted me. Said I have to go help unload my truck. Okay. Well, you know what? I was gonna get into this stuff with you, but I gotta run now. All right, brother. Sorry. I was, I was gonna talk to you about something else, but I'll talk to you about it later. All right, man. Copy that. Right, good night. Later. See you, brother. Bye. It, it oh, took me a minute. A busy man. To register that it was Merck's voice. Dude, I had no idea. Yeah, he was like not doing nothing. I'm like, all right, well. And this you is why I was so I'm like, awkward. I'm like, you need to start uh, doing something. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got for us, big guy? 
I have no idea what's going on. No, I didn't. I once he said he's like, I'm working on a show. I'm like, well, yeah. So where are we? And then it clicked in. He's like, Yeah, I got uh, doing a follow up to an episode in Oki, and I'm like, Oh fuck, it's Mark. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's what happened to me. At first, I thought he said, I'm working on a shirt. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm glad that you're sewing up one of your shirts. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He probably is tired, too. That dude does not stop. No, I know. I couldn't imagine. I mean, I can kind of, but not really. Yep. He he grinds constantly. All the constantly. time. I, would like, I was going to ask him if... Uh, they had heard about the Michael Her- Herrera story and it what like what's Charlie think about that story? Because yeah. we were referencing it and it would be interesting to see if they made comments on that or because at the end and near the end they did talk about Michael did talk about um I don't know if it was one of his buddies or somebody talked to in the military who Essentially, I believe they shot down a craft in South America and went and retrieved it. Sounds similar to Charlie's yeah. story. It's interesting. Yeah, there there were some pretty interesting similarities. I'm very curious to to hear this follow up. It almost sounds like they already recorded it. I'm sure they did. You know, like he said, we had a really good conversation. I'm. I'm curious to see if Charlie brings any new light to so much. So much has changed since they released that episode. Oh yeah. In the world, in the world, in the world of disclosure, just disclosure, but I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. Usually Tony, when he has something to say, he definitely has something to say. But, but yeah, I he get is. It. I get it. When the wife calls, you answer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, he is going to be at that uh, Smoky Mountain Bigfoot conference. So if anybody's down, down that away, be sure to check it out. He'll be speaking. A lot of the um, who else? Um, Cliff, Renee, Matt, Moneymaker. Uh, a couple of local big footers down that way are all going to be speaking. It uh, should be a good time. I have a pretty good turnout. For sure. If there's that many people going, that's going to be great. Yeah. To the Gatlinburg Convention Center. I was trying to pull up the info here. From 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. That would have been a little bit of a drive for us. Yeah. What was, what was that, about an eight-hour drive last time we made it? Um, I don't know if it's quite that long, but it, it's it's a pretty good little scoot. Uh, yeah, the drive home from oh yeah, Metacom was a damn nightmare. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. It was the interstate accident that didn't exist. Yeah, it was it was the worst, the the absolute worst. I was so mad. He was fired. I was so mad. Yeah. At at one point we saw a Land Rover pulled over to the side of the road with his flashers on and Kyle thought about jumping into it so we could just drive over the forest and get (laughs) off the interstate. 
<laughs> oh man. It was it was pretty awesome. And by awesome, I mean not awesome. Not really. They're like three I'm not, and a half. I'm not if anybody knows me, you know I'm small town bound. Like I, I like small towns. That city shit is for the birds. I'm not yeah. trying to do that. I'm not I'm, at all. I hate it. I hate cities so much. And then not to mention, if you're from the St. Louis area, I'm sure you can agree with me. And I, was, I told Steve about it, and I mean, there wasn't an accident, but I swear, every time it rains, <laughs> 70 turns into a damn demolition derby. They just and automatically that, jerk the wheel into oncoming traffic. That's what happens, dude. I'm not kidding. I drove that shit for a hot minute whenever I was working for the soda company. And, dude, it was a nightmare all the time. Yeah, 70 is pretty much just straight trash. Yes. That kind of goes with the area, but here or there. Now I'm curious what Merck had up his sleeve. Same. It's going to drive me nuts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, he... When he usually when he has something to say, he usually has something to say. He's uh he's an interesting cat. He's busy twenty four seven, that's for sure. Yeah. He definitely hustles. He's like a he ninja moves. though. Like like he'll pop in and you'll talk to him for a while and then he'll disappear. It just disappears. Yeah. Mark the ninja. Miami dog, that sounds like St. Louis. Yeah. That's even with just the rain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. There was a... Yeah, that dust storm caused that massive pileup. Not too long ago. Trying to think of what other kind of uh, weirdness we got going on, Kyle. Not a whole lot. No. Like, because of Medicon and just the busy schedules, we haven't even really prepped. No. I do want to talk to Julie, though, because she had an awesome story. Oh, yeah. Man, it was so cool. Because Julie's into everything, dude. She she just dabbles in just about everything. And she's super smart, super cool. Such a dope woman. Yeah. That's understatement. She's fantastic. Yeah. But man, like, I don't know. Her story is really cool. I want everybody to hear it. Hey, here we go. Welcome to the night shift. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> 
we're officially taking calls from alternate dimensions now. What in the fuck is happening tonight? I have no idea. <laughs> All right. I don't know if you were done talking or not, but I did hang up the phone because I couldn't hear a word you're saying. It sounded like it had a like a voice modulator, like to hide someone's voice on there. I'm pretty sure it was that. Now, now we have a no caller ID. Jesus Christ! Oh, fuck it, whatever. Hey, welcome to the night shift. Well, hi, lovely beans. Hey, how you doing? I figured since everyone else is calling and it's going to the conference, why shouldn't I throw my hat in the ring? No, why not? Welcome. Hi. Thank you. It's JJ. In case anyone has no clue who I am. Um, (laughs) Speaking of calls from other dimensions, I figured I'd call and give you guys a little spooky story. You down with that? Absolutely. Let's go. All right. So about two weeks ago, for absolutely no reason whatsoever, I'm on my porch at night before bed having my cigarette, and I decide to, in my head, say to the ether, hey, if there's any interdimensional beings or aliens that want to stop by and say hello, please do. And then I completely forget about it and go to bed. So the next morning, wake up, feed all the birds, having my coffee and cigarette. I'm the only one home. There's no one at my house. And I have a Halloween doorbell. And when you press the button, an eyeball opens and it says little catchphrases. So I'm standing out there and looking at these cute little new birds that I've never seen. And my Halloween doorbell goes off on its own. And the eyeball opens up and it goes, hello. And of course, I freak out, right, for a moment. And then I realize, okay, let's go investigate. There's no spider. There's no nothing that could have hit it. And then I press the thing eight times. So my neighbors all love me at this point. And it says all these spooky phrases, but it never once says hello. So I kind of just table it, remember what I had asked for the night before. And then I go, okay, well, hello, alien or interdimensional being, you know, come back and visit another time and say something a little bit more conducive other than hello. So two days later, I'm pouring tea. My phone is on the counter, completely locked. There's no apps open. And as I'm pouring my tea, my phone literally opens up on its own and the Spirit Box app opens up and I look and I go, hello? And it goes, hi, witch. Nice to see you again. (laughs) So anyway, I've got a new interdimensional friend. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So welcome to spooky season. I think this conference is going to be off the hook because Eric's call in was wild. (laughs) And a little um, strange. A little. I mean, that was, I've never heard that happen before, especially on a loop like that. Yeah. I, that's amazing. What what that was. I do have a question though. Whenever you, whenever you um, open yourself up to that, like, 
any interdimensional beings want to come by and say hello what what kind of uh, protection do you put in place for yourself so i always have protection in place besides on my personal physical i also have it all over my house up to my property lines so basically anything anything or anyone that has malintent towards me or my homestead cannot cross that threshold and if they are able to cross the threshold, there are consequences the closer they get to the house. So physical people, for instance, there was like some little hooligan kids in the neighborhood once, and they actually got across my property line and started walking to my front door. And they were halfway up and they literally started retching and then had to run away. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't mess around. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's fantastic. It. Yeah, but personal protection is extremely important. I know I, you know, yell it from the rafters, but having some sort of personal protection is important, especially because, again, the veil is gone. So more and more stuff is going to start happening. Yeah, I mean, I can attest to that. When we was at the the Metacon, uh, we got basically we got our asses chewed because we don't do enough of this stuff. Yeah, because we we put ourselves in scenarios with zero protection. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, I know, you were just, <laughs> just a Velcro for bad stuff." Yeah, and I was like, "Well, never really." Yeah, the lady together. was like, "You guys are you guys are fucking nuts." And we're like, "Well, you guys definitely have made me nervous in the past." Yeah. So, well, <laughs> my wife just texted me and said the closet doors in my bedroom are moving by themselves. So, oh, I have awesome. that going for me. Well, I'm here and it's fun. <laughs> Wonderful. So yeah, you guys, awesome show as always. I'm super stoked that I'm going to be able to see you. I hope I get to see you guys at Bigfoot and Bruce too. Yeah. Because that's going to be a fun time. I'm wondering if we can um, make a portal for Sasquatch to come on through. Let's do that. Oh, let's I go. Think, I think with all of us together, we can totally make that happen. Probably. Yeah. I don't see why not at this point. I'm Let's do it. <laughs> love it. Love, love it. you guys. Have an awesome night. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> Stay course, safe out there, you. JJ. You too. Stay weird. Yes. Stay weird. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, that is the one, the only, the MC for Fortian Airwaves. JJ, oh, JJ. Oh, now we start getting all the phone calls. Welcome to the night shift. Yo. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. So, uh, it's my first time calling. Um, I kind of got into you guys a little last year, thanks to my ex-girlfriend. And I kind of wanted to just pick your brain on something, see if you guys maybe could divulge a little bit into it and maybe help me out, see if I need help on this. Um, so recently, uh, a couple of months ago, it was the first time it happened. I don't know if you guys are familiar with like a lot on astral projection. Um, but here lately, I've been having involuntary like astral projection happen. Um, the first time that it happened, it was... I was asleep and my girlfriend had come home and she said that I was, I was very stoic. I wasn't really moving much. I, 
it's like I wasn't breathing. I wasn't like my stomach wasn't moving. My chest wasn't moving. I wasn't really doing anything but just laying kind of just like almost in almost like a, a rigor mortis state, like a dead body. Um, but the thing was, I could see her or I saw something. I can't say necessarily it was her. It was more of I saw something. So I'm standing in my doorway and I see me asleep, but I see like a like a shadow over me and I could it's like I, I could feel physically that she's touching me I could feel that I could be I'm being shooken I feel that I'm being like slapped she slapped me a couple of times she said I wasn't breathing um and it was kind of surreal for me because it was like I was watching everything happen but I wasn't able to do anything and so eventually she had put her head to my chest to see if she could hear a heartbeat. And I, I guess that's when like I was pulled back into like physical form. So fast forward a couple of weeks later, I have another involuntary astral projection. Um, this time it was more of, I was standing outside of my home. Um, I was kind of standing on my steps. I watch her pull up. Like I was watching her and I thought that I was there. I thought it was me. I thought it was, because I had said hello and she walked right past me. So I followed her and lo and behold, I'm in my bed again, watching myself sleep. Um, now rewind a little bit. Like there's a lot of times that we've thought that maybe there was maybe like a demonic presence in the home because of all of the negative energy that had been manifested in the house just due to a lot of fighting not between us necessarily but just um all the stress that we had brought in outside of the home but um after all this had happened you know uh it started like it, it that's when it started like when the first time i had it and the second time and then the more it happens nowadays uh, the more I find myself going further away from my home. Like I, the last time it happened was a couple of weeks ago. I was standing out in the middle of, I guess, somebody's yard. Because uh, we have a lot of people who have a lot of property around here. And I was standing in the middle of the yard and it was like I could feel, I could feel everything around me. I could feel the breeze. I could feel the grass beneath my feet. I could feel it, but I couldn't physically touch anything. I couldn't see, like I, I couldn't physically put my hand on a tree or I couldn't, really communicate with the things around me, like the animals they had in their yard and stuff like that. So I'm just wondering, uh, given you guys's knowledge on anything, if maybe you could help me understand that, I don't know if this is maybe like, a, if this is my way, like my body's way of trying to communicate with the outside world a little bit, because I'm a hermit, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I don't like getting outside of my house. People scare me, things scare me. <laughs> Um, or if maybe because of our past tendencies, because of the demonic presence we thought we had, if it's trying to get in. Are, um, when, when this is happening, are you, are you able to move at, like astrally? Like, like, uh, when, like, it, like in my, like, in, like, in a conscious form, like the, like the soul or whatever removed from the body. Am I able to move throughout, like? Yeah, like when you're in the yard, can can you move freely? Yeah, yeah, I can. It's like I said, I could, It feels like I'm actually there, but I'm not there physically. It's so interesting, because the first one, I, I'm 
now you got my brain turning. I'm wondering the correlation between um, astral projection and near-death experiences, how different those are and how how they intertwine and that's where i'm at i'm scared to death to know if i'm like i've been there because like my health is relatively okay you know i've been eating better and trying to keep in better shape and i don't you know i don't do drugs i don't drink anymore i used to be a heavy drinker but i quit that and the only reason i even i even brought that correlation up is because in the the very first time you said your girlfriend uh that you weren't breathing and then that kind of threw me in that direction of a near-death experience. But um, when your stress level goes up, does this happen more consistently? Or is it kind yeah. of... yeah? I, I think it does, especially when I'm o- overwhelmed. Like, I don't necessarily... Like, I have no answers to what I can do to 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 physically or emotionally put myself in that, like, that calming state of mind where i can actually just you know regulate my breathing and and go back to don't have my mind going a hundred miles an hour at the same time like it's just it's only when it's stressed so that's where i really think it picks up that is interesting i don't man i don't know it's weird that like when she's overloaded with emotion is whenever she can begin to astral project. Yeah, almost almost like she needs to take a step out of of herself to be able to uh, to essentially gather herself again. That is an interesting way to look at it. It's interesting yeah. to me because once I do actually come back, like once I once I can feel my presence get back to my physical form and I do wake up, it's kind of like a weight is lifted off i guess so i'm wondering if that's just my body's way of of coping now i I don't know like i've I've tried to do a little bit of research and you know some some practices some religious practices use it um there are you know doctorates that have said that astral projecting voluntarily if you can you know master it on your own it's good for you but then again there's some sources that say like it's it's not good for you because you're essentially leaving your vessel and inviting presences to take over which can be a scary thought because i don't want something to like creep in and then here i am being you know a ravenous murderer or something like that because i'm mad at the world or whatever yeah i in one hand i'm um definitely for it because essentially it's it's bringing you some peace in times when you need it you know but then on the other hand what you just brought up like being able making sure you're you're being able to come back is and come back alone is very important as well i i don't know i i would see it as a positive like i don't know a whole lot about astral projecting but i would I mean, the ability's there, and it helps your emotional well-being. I would try to harness into mm-hmm. that, honestly. The only thing that, like, terrifies me is, like, if I do harness it, if I go too far, you know? Like, if I get too far away from my physical form, am I going to be able to get back to myself? 
um, that's the the thing that terrifies me the most because in a religious standpoint, like a lot of times when something creeps in, it's, it's, it's hard as hell to get it out. <laughs> and like I said, I don't want to end up having something, you know, take over that might destroy, you know, what I've worked so hard already to build. And yeah. so like, I really like to harness it in a positive, but I have to be kind of a realist when it comes to like, there are things out there that can manifest and take over. And that's, that's the thing that I'm most terrified about is just like, I can use this as a healing technique, but how much healing can I honestly get from it? If something else comes along, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, JJ here in the chat kind of said, to pick you guys' brains on it. So, yeah, I wish I, I wish I knew more about it as far as the positive and negative benefits, honestly. Uh, JJ in the chat said, Astral projection isn't bad, it's something that most people do. We have a golden string tethered to guide us back. I would just, right. especially since you're able to do it and it's and it's relatively consistent, I would just dip my toes in and take baby steps with it you know when it happens don't i when it happens i would just kind of just tread lightly and see you know just just set like boundaries for yourself as you go and try try to just just learn with it as you go i would i would start out slow you know just take take baby steps because i mean definitely essentially it's 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 more of a positive than it is a negative right now and in times well, when couldn't it eat, be couldn't it be equated to meditation in a way you really think there about is that it? possibility because I, I i had asked my therapist about it because i i used to uh, go to therapy regularly to find different ways of coping because again i used to be a, a you know, a big alcoholic thought that was the solution to my problems which of course it made it worse but um, and, you know, I had told her, you know, when it first happened and how I felt afterwards and how I felt, you know, kind of like the weight of the world was kind of off my shoulders just for a brief moment until you kind of snap back to reality and you're like, oh, well, <laughs> doesn't solve bills and stuff like that. But um, she kind of had the same, you know, the same words that you guys do, like kind of see where it goes, but don't overdo it, because if I overdo it. Potentially, I could lead myself down a dark path. What her words? Yeah, I would. I think I would just, I would just tread light. You know, just like like make yourself boundaries. Say, okay, I'm not going to go. I'm going to go this far from my house this day. And if everything goes good, the next time you find yourself in that scenario, you know, maybe maybe choose a different avenue or a different street to go down just to kind of kind of experiment with it until you get more and more comfortable and then um just uh just kind of feel your way around jj again says don't open yourself up when you go be protected before you jump out yeah I, well hey i appreciate it um like i said i just got into you guys recently like last year and my favorite episode so far that you guys had talked about was uh, the different strains of zombie viruses. Yeah. All-time favorite episode because I love zombies. Oh, yeah. I have a whole 
sleeve dedicated to zombies. So, That's awesome. Um, awesome. But I, I did want to talk to you guys about it to just kind of, like I said, pick your brain. Um, I don't want to keep you, uh, but I really love the things you are doing. You're doing an amazing job, and I appreciate you guys. Thank you. We, we appreciate, appreciate you. you as well. Thank you for the Thank kind you so words. Much. No problem. Uh, you guys stay weird and stay safe out there. You too. You as much well, love. friend. Thank you. And bye. I sometimes I wish that I had the ability to astral project. I know with my uh, you do it. sleep paralysis, I'm probably there, but my sleep paralysis is so sporadic, thankfully not common, that trying to harness it. I don't know. I guess I've never really tried, but it'd be interesting. I mean, they say you're, you, you're knocking at the door of it. I think you should try it. Yeah, I'll have to look into it and see what I got going on. You know, you know how it is. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe after we win the Powerball money and we we, we then uh, we can podcast full time. Then shit's gonna get really out of out of hand. Yeah, but Hollow Cold, it is about that time. Yeah, I'd love to sit and keep taking calls because I'm. I'm kind of like in the mood for it. Yeah. Like I'm not. I'm not really tired at all. But we have some pretty important work to attend to. Yeah, we got some business before to take care we of. go to bed. So unfortunately, we are going to have to conclude tonight's episode. But last, uh, last caller. Another important thing: if you're still listening, uh, check out the people in the chat. There are, are some yeah. very knowledgeable people, especially in that realm, well beyond us. Everybody's cool. Yeah. Feel feel free say, to reach out. Um by the way, uh, if you're not in Discord, get in Discord because I know people like JJ's in there and a ton of other super knowledgeable knowledgeable people that are going to be able to help point you in the right direction. Yeah. You know, cuz like like we were talking about the way you describe it it kind of sounds like meditation to me in a way. The fact that it plays on your emotion you're able to achieve something essentially greater. I don't know. It just kind of feels like it could be a good thing for you. And but at yeah, the same the time, f- it also feels like it could be wishy-washy because, you know, JJ's like, Hey, protect yourself before you go out. So yeah, I was like and me and Steve, we would just go out and well, facts, somebody take know. a demon to take over my body. Right. But the fact that it's doing you, a positive service kind of easing your mind easing your stress like i'm i'm not gonna be someone to tell you not to do that because everybody everybody needs that whether it be on this plane on the next plane the astral plane airplane you name it we all need we all need something to ease our minds sometimes ain't that the truth but Again, thank you all for hanging out with us. It was great. Chat was great. Everybody was awesome. Sorry we had a bunch of phone calls from other dimensions, but there's not a whole lot we can do with that. Uh, That being said, support all of our content creator friends that hang out here. Everybody's working hard. Go support them. Whether they do podcasts, YouTube, Instagram, all of it. And uh, just keep being cool, Holocult. We will see you around. Until then, stay safe, stay weird. And if you're caught in an infinite telephone time loop, 
Uh, just, just wait it out. It works itself out. <laughs>